This your man, Pastor P. You tuned in to the Upper Room Podcast, powered by Eastern Star Church. Because people say, well, I don't believe in God because I can't see God. I don't believe in the Holy Spirit because I can't see the Holy Spirit. You can't see COVID-19 either, but you see the effects of COVID-19. No, I cannot see the Holy Spirit, but I can hear the Holy Spirit. I can't see the Holy Spirit, but I feel the Holy Spirit. I can't see the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit has made a change in my life. We got the second half for the Pastor Johnson interview. Yeah. But before we just give y'all everything, <laughs> we want to take some time right now to just keep it all the way real. That's what we do in the upper room. You got something on your heart, Pastor? You sound like you got something on your heart, Pastor, Jay, that you need to get off I just feel chest. like I just need to, to vent a little bit. <laughs> okay. No judgment in the upper room. Ain't no judgment in the upper room. This is the place where everybody can connect. You get to be yourself. It's a safe place, man. So tell us, tell us what's on your heart. So the fast started. It did. And for me, one of the most difficult spiritual disciplines is the fast. Mm. You know, the Bible teaches us to fast. You know, it's a commandment. It's not a suggestion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we take it as, as a suggestion and not a commandment. <laughs> but Jesus says, not if, but when, when you, fast. you fast. That's right. You know, do it a certain way. And so now it's the time for us to fast. The Lent season, you know what I'm saying? We're preparing for Resurrection Sunday and what all that means within this season. And so I got convicted last week. <laughs> what you getting convicted about, bro? <laughs> so Pastor Johnson at the end of Bible study last Wednesday was like, yo, fast coming next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like the time for you to just dive in and pig out. <laughs> it's the time for you to pull back. I got a feeling this is starting to resonate already with some of the with some of the listeners. Is this resonating in anybody's heart right now? <laughs> and the funny thing about it was, I had just pulled off from like Pier Forty Eight. Mm. Got me one of them uh, lobster rolls. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, man, I cannot wait to smash this real quick. Cause my whole thing was like, yo, the fastest next week, I ain't gonna be able to get it. Let me go get all my favorite foods this week. <laughs> I so, hear a lot of amens in the upper room right now. <laughs> so Pastor Johnson, like, nah, you shouldn't have did that. <laughs> Holy yeah. Spirit, like, see? So it's crazy because, like, my birthday was always in the fast. Like, my birthday is February 20th, and every year it falls somehow in the fast. That's right. And I tell this story a lot growing up, you know, in the pastor's home, when he called for a fast, everybody fasted in the house. Straight up. I don't care how old you are, you fast. <laughs> so I was like, yo, it's my birthday. All right, bet, we, we gonna have a party, but you, you, we still fasting. Dang. So there was no birthday cakes. Mm. There was rice cakes. <laughs> Dang, I'm so sorry. There was bro. no potato chips. It was veggie sticks. Get it off your chest, man. This is a safe place, man. Get it all out. You know, there, there was no <laughs> pop. It was water, yeah. juice. And so I'm like, yo, when I turn 18, I'm never fasting again. It's over. It's over. I'm grown now. I'm grown. I can I cannot fast. <laughs> but no. I continue to fast. But what I did was, and I made this deal with God, I say, yo, God, I can't fast on my birthday, bro. Mm. Like, that's just one thing I can't do. So I did what the NBA calls a fast break. <laughs> <laughs> and I just took fast breaks. 
And maybe I'm not the only one. You know what I'm saying? You're not the only one. And it wasn't even your birthday. You still took a fast break. <laughs> but that's okay. See, this is part of the season. You know what I'm saying? It's about adjusting, adapting, checking your flesh. But it yeah. sounded like this time around, the father smiled down upon you. He did. He said, you have been a faithful servant. <laughs> I'm going to move back my holy feast. <laughs> I'm going to move back the whole lit season. I'm going to move back the whole lit season. <laughs> Put it on delay. So my son can have some cake on oh, his birthday. Oh, and did I have cake? So I'm like, this fast mm. was was perfect timing. Yeah, as it relates to the spiritual reset. Yes, sir. That's it, man. That we've been preaching here at the Eastern Star Church, and so mm. for me, this is a perfect time. Like I'm excited about this fast. I'm excited about the spiritual reset. I'm excited about what God is going to do. And uh, and I'm looking forward to it, but I felt convicted, my yeah. brother. <laughs> I hear you. I felt convicted, <laughs> and so and so you know we got to pull back, and it's not just the dietary piece; yeah. it's also the spiritual piece. So it's Absolutely. not just a diet, but we praying, you know, we're studying, uh, we're praising, we're worshiping, we're meditating, and so all of this goes into uh, the fast and that spiritual reset that Pastor has called for this church, and that God is looking to do. In the life of God's people, and so mm -hmm. yeah, that's what it is. Man. Yeah, man. Hey, well, we're glad that you have are in the midst of your reset. Yeah, uh, and as we all get ready to reset, if you're not fasting already, it's always a good time to hit the reset button. That's right. Jump on into the fast. That's right. Get onto the face of the Father, um, mm -hmm. and go ahead and get this hidden manna. That's uh -huh. right. You know what I'm talking about? That living water. Because the scriptures say something like, "People should not live on bread alone." Uh huh. That's the word. Huh? What do you say? But by every word. But by every word. Of the goat himself. <laughs> that proceedeth. <laughs> that proceedeth. <laughs> so guess what it is? And if it's your first time fasting, welcome. If you've been fasting for a long time, let's keep doing it. You know what I'm saying? And if you've messed up, you had a cheeseburger already this week, that's fine. <laughs> Reset. Reset. That's what Christianity is all about. It's about starting over, starting mm. again. Not a second chance, but another chance. Mm. And speaking of a second chance, <laughs> we have part two of Pastor Johnson's interview right here on the Upper Room Podcast, powered by Eastern Star Church. Let's tune in. Yeah, it was a very interesting Six months. I, I I started working when I was 15 years old at Value City Department Store. <laughs> and my mother told me, Jeff, do not take that job. And she said, because once you start working, mm. you can't stop. Wow. She meant that from her house <laughs> to when I get my own house. If you're going to start, you ain't stopping. And so I've been working since I was 15 years old. I like working. Right. I enjoy working. I'm created in the image of God. He worked. <laughs> yeah. six. Today, people want to rest more than they work. God worked more than he read. He worked six <laughs> days. He only rested one. Right. We want to flip it and work one day and then rest <laughs> six. I like working. I'm created in the image of God. When God put Adam in the garden, the first man, uh, who he told him to work. With his, with his muscle, cultivate the garden, farm the garden, then work with your mind. Name the animal. I like working. <laughs> so to go six months yeah. without working, yeah. and I've been working since I was 15. You were cheating. Well, you were it, was, it was interesting. <laughs> no, no, I stopped working. Okay, all right, all right. I didn't work. Because I, I wanted one of my friends who, who has taken several sabbaticals, in his 30-plus years of pastoring, the one church he's at, he's passed before that. 
He told me to make sure I take the sabbatical serious. That's good. Yeah. And that one statement mm. made me stop working. That's good. Yeah. Because I like working. And so um it it was it was cool. I got a chance to rest. I, I was reading books that I don't when I read, I'm reading to write sermons. I'm reading mm. to teach lessons. I'm I'm reading to understand how to administrate at the a, a church at this level. I'm 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 reading to always do work. <laughs> so uh so I started picking up books because um Dr. Joel Gregory always talk about uh reading biographies and autobiographies. Yeah. Which I've never done that. So I started reading biographies, which they they are very interesting learning about people's lives and how they became successful and their faith and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so I was reading some uh, biographies and autobiographies. So I'm reading things that I wouldn't normally read. Uh, I was still listening to a lot of preaching and teaching from because of the internet from people around the country and world. And so, um, but most of it was me resting. Mm-hmm. I did get a chance virtually to uh, connect with, with some conferences and to hear people uh, sharing what God's given to them and pouring and, and allowing somebody uh, to pour to pour into me when when um, when Saul was on his way to Damascus to persecute the church and he the Lord knocked him to the ground and um, then he ended up on Straight Street um, at um, at the house of Judas not the disciple but at the house of Judas. And that's when the Lord went to Ananias and said, I want you to go there. And Saul is expecting you. And he just went there and started pouring into Saul, and baptizing Saul, administering to Saul. And, and as great as Saul, who is the apostle Paul was, even he needed somebody to pour into him. That's good. Mama. And so just to allow people to minister to me, yeah. and to pour into me and, and listen to what they have to say and what God has given them to build up the body of Christ. So it was it was helpful, right? And, uh, but I gotta admit the majority of it was rare. And and Pastor P, I did do a lot of running. <laughs> My goal was to run in a in a uh, in a marathon in San Diego, hmm. but I was staying in the mountains, so I was trying to run in the mountain. You can't. <laughs> To go run ten miles is in the valley. I mean, in the plains. Yeah, that's a little. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> to try to run ten miles in the mountains, that wasn't working for me. So uh, yeah. I wasn't prepared to yeah. run in in the in the. And I don't even think they because of the pandemic. I don't think they had it anyway. And right. I wasn't gonna run with a mask on. So yeah. Um, but anyway, I did. I did a lot of exercising, a lot of cooking, and. Um, Cause I had time, yeah. And so it, it was cool. So I mean, you couldn't get to South Africa, you couldn't get to the Caribbean cruises, mm. you couldn't get to Israel. If you didn't go to the motherland, if you couldn't go to the Holy Land, where'd you end up going? Went <laughs> <laughs> to the other land. Uh, to the other land. <laughs> I started in San Diego, which is a beautiful. Is it? Is it La Jolla? I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Mm. And so. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Lady Sharon and I, my wife and I, we we were there. I think we spent a month there to start off. There nice. you go. It was yeah. it was beautiful. Nice. Um, That's how you start a sabbatical. Do you understand it, me? Man, yeah. You talking yeah. about uh, mountains and ocean and yeah, all the sea animals coming up, seals on the shore, and it was. It was it was it was great, and I did do it. That's when I started doing a lot of running. So I'm right. thinking, okay, by de- by November I'll be ready. <laughs> Man, <laughs> we went to uh, where did we go next? Colorado and Rocky Mountains and Estes Park, and it was beautiful up there too. It was it, it was snow capped. That's how high the mountain was. It was wow. snow capped. Yeah, and um, mm. and we stayed like two miles up in this mountain. It, it was fantastic. And I, you know, I'm, I'm from Indianapolis, and uh, and I'm raised in Arlington Woods. I didn't even know deers had antlers. <laughs> so in the backyard, deer come out with these antlers. I'm like, what in the world is this? <laughs> so, uh, so we went to a, a lot of great places, a yeah. lot of rural beaches and mountains. So we go to the mountain for a month, yeah, and then we go to a beach for a month, and um, and then. Lady Sharon wanted to go somewhere. I didn't even in in Maine. It wasn't it wasn't Portland, Maine. So it's it. I don't know where we were, but we were in Maine. <laughs> we're and, somewhere. Uh, <laughs> and they had a beach there, and and uh, so we uh, and of course in Florida, we went to several cities in Florida, and uh, a lot a lot of we went a lot of spots that showed us the the beauty of God. The, mm. the, creativity and the handiwork of God mm-hmm. and yeah and and I that's why to even think with with atheists that there is no God mm-hmm. I'm looking up, up above my head I hear music and there must be a God somewhere <laughs> all this and to think all this happened by accident the the big bang theory right yeah if all this happened by accident hmm. then why is there so much order mm-hmm. right. you know that make that makes no sense to me right God created it, right? And um, and you could see the places we went that were so beautiful, man. That that this this is not an accident. Yeah, to, to watch the sunrise in the morning mm-hmm. on the east, and then watch that sun set on the west over that ocean. It, and it never came up in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> talk about it <laughs> every time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just a reminder. <laughs> Of how awesome God is and great God is, and so, yeah. And I, and I know uh, my wife was excited that it was just she and I for six months. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. So yeah. as you were kind of praying and just meditating, like you said, and thinking and running and doing these different things, I know for a lot of us who were kind of cheering y'all on, like, yeah, he's getting that rest. I know they were still also chomping at the bit, trying to figure out like, what he about to come back and bring us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what what is God speaking to him? What 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 is he saying? What is he putting on his heart? And you came. And you set the word ahead of you before you came <laughs> back for this reset. Um, can you just talk a little bit about that kind of what God was speaking to your heart, where you were at, and then how he impressed reset for coming out of rest mm-hmm. into a reset for the for the church? Yeah, people ask me, how am I doing? I'm doing great. Mm. I'm 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 in shape. I exercise. I get to eat whenever I want to eat. Uh, I can afford to go wherever I want to go. That if there's a need at my house, I have the resources to pay for it. If my wife wants to do something, we we can do it. I'm fine. I'm I'm in good health. I told somebody I've had seven 
COVID test, seven, because I got two grandkids and I didn't want to be responsible. And then my my mom was was uh, going through her last days on this earth, and I wasn't going to be responsible for giving her COVID. Amen. And then, yeah, yeah. then my infant grandson, and I wasn't going to give Jeremiah COVID. So I every time I would go somewhere, I take a test when I came back. I'm seven and oh, I'm undefeated. <laughs> so go. people keep asking me, how am I? I'm great. Are you better than Michael Jordan? <laughs> Six and oh. Yeah, man. You're seven and oh, not. <laughs> no, that's dope, though. That's what's up. But when I look at what's happening in the world, when I look at all these injustices and the racism that people are facing, and mm. I'll tell you what, uh, Kevin Cosby helped me with this. He pastors in, in Louisville, yeah, in the love, South. Love Cosby. And great church. He's such a great person he passes a church and he's president of a college president of simmons college mm. and um and helped turn that that college around too and kevin cosby said he asked me to preach for him because this is this is prior to the pandemic mm. he said jeffrey johnson you know what he said when you and i pastor in churches and we do our little social justice piece and i'm over here at the black college he said, if we don't want to go around white racists, we don't. Mm. We set our own schedule. That's good. I don't, I ain't going to that meeting. I, if they want to meet with me, meet with me next month. I, so we we don't have, he said, we go around them when we're up to it mm-hmm. and when we want to. <laughs> he said, but the people we passed, they got to go to work with them every day. They got to live in that place every day. And mm. when he said that, mm. my heart went out to people who every day work in a place with systemic racism. Right. That you got a black man and a white man and a black woman working in the same place, same responsibilities, same company, same supervisor, same everything. And the white man's making a dollar. The black man's making 75 cents and the black woman's making 61 cents. And they got the same responsibility. Mm. That's systemic racism and systemic sexism. Mm. And they got to feed their families. Take it, they can't say, I ain't going in there today. Right. That's right. And so that's just true. that's just one example of just this. It ain't even covert racism anymore. It's overt racism. That's right. And so my heart goes out to them, people in poverty and having to make a decision between food and medicine. I had to take these I was going to say stupid eye drop, but they're great eye drops because I had some kind of pressure in my eyes. And the doctor said, I'm going to subscribe this, these eye drops to you. You have to take them every day. So then he said, I want you to come back in a month. Come back. And he looked at my eyes and he said, the drops are working. You don't have to worry about it. I said, how long do I have to take these? The rest of your life. Mm. But I don't have to choose between oh, yeah, food today and my medicine. Right. I can afford food. So I could keep going on with the hurt and the pain, the job losses, the unemployment, the under being underpaid and all the things that people, the children, my kids, my children are grown with master's degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about trying to teach them. If I had to teach my children online, they wouldn't have made it. Bitch. <laughs> 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 they, I just, they wouldn't have made it. So all these challenges that they're Neutral, having. Neutral, please. And then somebody asks, how am I doing? I'm fine. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I, who, who was that in, in the book of Nehemiah? Uh, was that Nehemiah the cup 
Cup bear. Right. But my people are hurting back home. You, go. you know, yeah, I, I gotta, right. I'm doing good. I'm up here with, with, with I got a great king. position in politics. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't about me. So, um, but my people are hurting. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I feel. My people are hurting. And I saw what it was doing to people of faith. Mm. From young pastors hitting me up from around the that's nation. Good. Yeah. To Christian leaders when I'm on at a conference and they pulling me to the side and can I get your number? I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And just wavering faith. Yeah. And then in our own con- congregation, the struggle people have. And, you know, if, if God is real, then why is this going? And then, you know, Pastor, Pastor Jay, you just talked about, uh, I got questions. So all these questions that people have about God and faith and, and these are people that the kingdom of God has depended on. Mm. These are people who encouraged others, who blessed others, who were operating in their spiritual gifts. And now they sitting on the sideline and, or doing nothing or way back. So I'm like, we, this ain't, this ain't right. Something ain't right with this. And I told y'all about my phone <laughs> and your mom kept saying, Jay, your mom kept saying, you need to go ahead and replace that phone. You need to replace it. And I just wouldn't replace it. That phone was crazy, man. Making calls <laughs> ain't even in my hand and going to website. I'm like, what is this? Just, just crazy stuff, man. And then my number two, Jordan, said, Dad, just turn it off and turn it back on. You need a restart. Mm-hmm. So I turned it off. I turned it back on. It started working for about a day or two. Did it revert it right back? It needed a reset. Mm-hmm. It needed to get back to the original yeah. uh, setting yeah. that the one that created it had for it, Bridge. that original set. And so with all that's going on in the world, and my heart goes out to these Christians, and, 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 I, and I could see it. I still see it at our church. People that the ministry has depended on, the community have depended on, and their faith is wavering, are they just, they just tired? Yeah. That are where, yeah, I still believe. I believe in Jesus, God, the Bible, the Holy Ghost. And I, mm. I'm beat. I'm just worn out, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. reset is necessary, that spiritual reset, that spiritual restart mm-hmm. to get back to the original setting that God had for his believers. Mm-hmm. And I believe that goes back to the whole, when Jesus said, I'm going away because I'm, I'm going to send you another comforter. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the, the Holy Spirit, and us internalizing the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, and allowing the power of the Holy Spirit to do something. That's the stuff that's wearing us out is stuff you should have been letting the Holy Ghost do anyway. Mm. So, you know, you ignored the power of the Holy Spirit and, you, and then you're talking about I'm tired. I guess so. <laughs> so uh, to get back to that, so that's what this spiritual reset is all about and this spiritual restart yeah. so that you can get back to where you were with God. Mm. No, that's 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 powerful and much needed with all, like you said, with all that's going on. It's, we've seen, especially recently, um, you know, was it was it Miss America that committed suicide? Was it Miss uh, Miss Beautiful that yeah. committed suicide? And then um, Regina King's son oh, Alexander yeah. who committed mm-hmm. suicide, and mm-hmm. just the increase in suicides, the increase of just mental illness yeah. uh, uh, with depression and anxiety. And so, yeah, we all need some form of reset in certain areas, whether it's a financial, whether it's emotional, whether it's a mental uh, reset. And even as we, you know, even as you come back to the from your sabbatical and 
with what not just Eastern Star Church is going through right now, but just churches all over the country with the reintegration, with kind of experiencing the impact that COVID had on ministry and on communicating the gospel and on doing what we do. Um, what is, what does the reset look like for the church in, and how we begin to think about moving forward in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of the pandemic, as it relates to, to ministry and worship and preaching, you know, how important is it for the church to reset? And then what does that look like for us collectively resetting to moving forward from the pandemic and the impact that it had on us? And I, I was, uh, I preached for the church without walls in Houston tech. This is years ago. And uh, Pastor Ralph Douglas West Sr. And I preached out of Malachi. Mm-hmm. And in Malachi chapter 2, it, it's talking about all the things that they were going through personally in their families, the economic downturn, uh, the corruption. That was all, it was just a mess. And then in, in Malachi chapter 3, it says, return unto me and I'll return unto you. And they were so messed up, they didn't even know they had lost touch with God. Where Jeez. shall we? They didn't even like. They didn't even know they left. No, you you have left me. And they said, and then, well, actually, it says first, it says, um, "Well, I don't change. Mm-hmm. I'm God. <laughs> I don't change." So then he starts telling them, "You already curse with a curse. Bring the tithe." I open window him. So Ralph says to his church, now I know why it's been so difficult here. Hmm. Because we're trying to do this with cursed people. Jeez. Because they weren't tithing. God said, you already cursed. Hmm. We see that in chat. All this stuff you're going through, all that corruption and mess <laughs> and family and all, all this stuff going on. Hmm. And, and he said, that's because you're cursed with a curse. God didn't have to come down and curse you. The fact you left God, mm. and we we know you left Him, because you don't you don't give right. But if you bring the tithe, I, I'm open the window of heaven, and part of the blessing you don't have room enough to receive. I'm gonna remove the curse and I'm gonna right. release the blessing. Yeah. But He said, "I'm God. I don't change. So whatever you were supposed to do." Before you start messing up in chapter two, you still got to do that. I'm not changing who I am to get you to come back to me. Right. That's good. If you're going to have a reset, if you're going to have a restart, if you're going to get reconnected, Mm -hmm. everything is the same. I'm still God. Mm -hmm. I still want you to worship me in spirit and in truth. I still want you to bring the tithe. I I still want you, in the times in which we live, to put your faith in Jesus for salvation. You still got to be filled with the, the Holy Spirit. You still got to unite for the work of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Forsake not the assembling yourselves together as some do. God, God is not going to change his standards. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to change his principles. He's not going to change the Bible. <laughs> that, none of that's going to change. He's all change. So if we're going to have a reset, we have to change. We do. That's good. Right. Yeah. And the change is to go back to the original spiritual factory setting that God had in place for us. Yeah. And we see that in Acts chapter 2. Mm-hmm. The unity, the togetherness, filled with the Spirit, and speaking about Jesus in a language that people can understand. It. And where were they at again? 
the upper room. Go on, son. Oh, okay. okay. Help me with that. I couldn't remember where they were exactly. So that's what that, that spiritual reset is. Just people go back to doing. Uh, who, who's the coach of the Spurs? Who's the coach of the, the Popovich? Popovich. Greg Popovich. How many? Five championships? Yeah. He's about to be the uh, top coach with, with wins. wins. He's working on all wins. of that, right? Mm-hmm. And then didn't he win like a gold medal coaching in, yeah. in the Olympics? Um, so somebody was asking him about the Spurs. He said, listen, just go back to doing what you know you're supposed to do and do it again. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying with the spiritual reset. This is, this is a rip. All the stuff I'm preaching and teaching now and right. what we're doing in ministry and we're trying to have this around every ministry and every lesson and I, it's review. Right. It's I'm Greg Popovich. <laughs> we've already had five championships. Yeah. Look at all we've done in ministry no, that's good. over the past 34 years. Mm-hmm. Look at all the stuff we're doing now. Look at all the souls that got saved, the lives that got changed. That was when we were doing what we were supposed to do. Now, just go back. Yes. Here's the reset. Go back to doing what you know to do and then do that again. Mm-hmm. You were sharing your faith, you were telling people about Jesus. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You weren't wavering in your under your your faith in scripture. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I go along with that. God didn't ask you to agree <laughs> with it. Yeah, just follow it. So nothing. Nothing. God said, "I don't change. Nothing has changed. It's the same principles. Everything is the same. God, same Jesus, same Holy Spirit, same Scripture, and it's still His church. Well, I think the church ought to be doing it. We don't care. <laughs> the Lord said, my house shall be called the house, house of praise. Of praise. Yeah, he told us what he wants us to do. Facts. Now, we got to stop doing what God told us to do because you got an idea from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Why don't you line your ideas up with God? Mm-hmm. That's Just go back to doing what you know to do. Do that again. So, And Greg Popovich took that mentality and got a gold medal at the Olympics. Yeah. And got more victories coming up soon than anybody in the history mm-hmm. of coaching in the NBA. Yeah. And it helps when you have Tim Duncan. I mean, we got Tim Duncan. We got the admiral. We got the admiral. We got Avery Johnson. We all that's in the ministry. We got everything we need to get more victories. There's nothing that we need to get more victories. The issue is. We got to deal with so many people who are cursed mm-hmm. and so many people sitting on the sideline. Yeah, that's good. And so many people who are just yeah. beat and tired. Yeah. But once we get that reset, we're going we're gonna to be fine. Yes, sir. We will be fine. <laughs> and all because Pastor Johnson has entered the upper room. We can leave out of here better than when we came. And if you want more information about how you, too, can experience the reset, Make sure you go back to our YouTube channel or you can just go to the website, EasternStarChurch.org. Get all the sermons there. Uh, not just revelation, but reviews for some of us, reminders on what we need to do uh, when it comes to our reset and our relationship with Christ. You know, you you know that prayer is the right thing. You know that scripture is the right thing. You know that fasting is the right thing. Just go back and do what you've been doing and do it again. Hallelujah. <laughs> do it again. And we Anything heard- else on your heart, your mind that you want to share to- with the people, Pastor? Oh, that was a whole lot. Yeah, you, <laughs> they're gonna eat. They're gonna eat good. Yeah, you preached. You preached a couple sermons in here, Doc. That was a, that was a lot. No, this this. I, I, 
Eastern Star Church is one of the greatest churches in America. And um, it, I keep quoting Ralph West. <laughs> uh, Good man to quote. Ralph yeah. West said, sometimes you can be so close to greatness that you don't know it. Mm. You, just, you just take it for granted. Mm. You know, we, we take for granted all these souls being saved, the, the lives that are changed, the marriages that are mended, the people who are restored. We, we've we been doing it for 102 years. We, <laughs> this is just normal for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, my sons didn't know how great the church was till they went to college. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're members of our church that don't know how great it is till they move to a different community. Because then they see. Oh, this ain't everywhere. Everybody ain't doing this. Yeah. No, everybody ain't. You were just so close to greatness, you yeah, couldn't see it. <laughs> uh, and Freddie Haynes talks about when he went to Chicago and tried to find that Sears building that was one of the tallest buildings in in the nation at the time. And he's running around asking, Where, where's this building? Man, we, I'm looking for the Sears chart. And the man said, man, it's right there. He said, oh. <laughs> so, oh, this here right here? Uh, just look he's up. So, he's so close to it that he said he was missing it. Right. So we have a great church, great people who love God, who are filled with God's Holy Spirit, very insightful people, people that bring different skills and talents. And, un, un, unfortunately, <laughs> the reality is mm-hmm. – we're a black church, and most of us came up in churches where there was such a demand on the pastor mm. to do everything. Yeah, pastor had to do it all—the preaching, the teaching, the visiting, the counting. Just had to do it all. Going to the kids' soccer games and cheerleading, and did, <laughs> going to the houses to eat dinner with the family, and I, that there was an expectation that that's how I'm supposed to pastor. Mm. Mm. But. If you look at Moses in the Old Testament sharing the leadership responsibility. Yep. Look at uh, in Acts 6, they had 12 pastors at that church. Mm -hmm. The first church, the 12 apostles were the 12 pastors. And then when there was an issue going on in the church, they solved it not by pulling the pastors away from the preaching and the teaching and the casting the vision. But adding leadership. Let me get y'all some deaconias in here. Get y'all some deacons up in here. Let's... And that's how the problem got saved, with, leaders, with leadership. Right. But there's still, in the 21st century, at Eastern Star Church, after 102 years old, 102 years, mm-hmm. still looking mm-hmm. for one person mm-hmm. to do everything. But we're going to get back to the original nah, spiritual That's why we need a resetting uh-huh. to get back to where God wants us to be as, as a ministry. But it, it's going to happen. We, yeah. Like I tell young pastors, God didn't send you to the church so that those people could help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sent you there to help, help them. them. Yeah. Talking about what what they ain't doing for you. That ain't why he sent you. <laughs> right, so, they ain't doing it. They're not yeah, doing stuff. So I, I already know that yeah. that's why God sent me here yeah. to help people to get in that, that word and to do it the way the scriptures tell us. Wow. 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 Man, oh man, oh man. Sometimes that's the only thing you can say. It's just like, wow. Nah, straight up. <laughs> I heard somebody say, I'm excited backwards and forwards. Wow. <laughs> Got to give man. a shout out to Pastor Johnson for coming through the upper room, man. Straight up. Nah, Hopefully, shout out to the bishop. I know this won't be his last time pulling up on us. Yeah. But I'm glad this was his first time pulling up on us. Yeah. Nah, for real. Hey, I think it's, it's really good and powerful for 
the body of Christ right now while we're in the season of this spiritual reset. Yeah. I think there are a lot of uh, millennials, a lot of younger uh, disciples in the church right now that kind of need to hear from senior pastors, clergy, uh, goats of the faith. That's right. Right, to come and just sit down, come into the upper room where it's a little bit less formal and just be able to kind of break bread, man. I think that's extremely, extremely valuable. So I encourage pastors, leaders out there, come down on the ground or go up into mm. the upper room yeah. with some of the young people and really break bread with them. Super, super valuable. Shout out to the goat. The Apostle Peter he was the only one filled that day to preach. The other 119 were filled that day to hear preaching. Cause sometimes when y'all saying I'm missing it, it ain't me. Now sometimes it is me cause nobody's always at their best, but sometimes it ain't me and you ain't filled. This is Pastor Jeffrey A. Johnson Sr. I'm the senior pastor of the Eastern Star Church in Indianapolis and Fishers, Indiana. And you are tuned in to the Upper Room Podcast and it's powered by the Eastern Star Church.